0: This is District Sentinel Radio. It's the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. And we are broadcasting out of Washington, D.C. Check out the website. It's districtsentinel.com. I know listeners are probably expecting a fulsome show today, uh, especially given world events that are happening. We don't have a full show, and we'll get into that in just a little bit, but uh, I guess we should acknowledge... Uh, off the top, um, that we are once again in a position in which we are witnessing uh, the Israeli defense forces massacre Palestinians in Gaza with the full support of most of the world, uh, at least the Western world. Um, And this time it's even worse after the Uprising, assault, uh, attack, whatever you want to call it, that happened uh, last weekend on Saturday by Hamas and other Palestinian militant groups.
1: Yeah, and we don't know where this is going as of recording. This could end uh, in a lot of different ways. We don't want to speculate on that, but we do know it's already been horrific in Gaza. They've dropped 6,000 bombs already on the Gaza Strip um,
0: in the past few days. And that's more... Which is more bombs than were dropped in an entire year during most years of the war in Afghanistan.
1: Yeah, it's a tremendous um, uh, amount of destruction. And uh, we're seeing the Israeli military brag about it on its social media channels. We're seeing Palestinians uh, say like, This is something like they've never experienced before. And um, we're in some uncharted water here. And it's it's pretty scary. And uh, we don't know where things are going. I guess the one X factor here is that the Israeli military does not look like an an invincible force as it has been made out to be. And I think that is going to be the deciding factor in how bad this gets for Palestinians. And also, uh, that will also be determined by who else in the region gets involved. Which could be determined itself by the Israeli military's
0: uh, weakness. I've heard a lot of people compare what's happening to 9-11. And in some ways, it's uh, not at all a correct comparison. But in some ways, it's very apt, especially in the reaction we're seeing uh, to this event. And I'll just say to uh, friends and family who are listening that are not as uh, I guess, radical left as we are, or maybe not as, um, I guess, involved in or aware of the fight for Palestinian freedom, uh, who are using these sort of terms about it being Israel's nine eleven? be careful about what happens next, because, you know, in the hindsight of 9 11, two things are pretty much regarded, and putting aside the horror that it created, um, how the United States completely broke the planet uh, and unleashed violence all across the Middle East as a result of this, of 9 11, that is not something that is to be uh, emulated. But I'll add that, in hindsight, something that was obviously not allowed to be spoken and immediately uh, condemned was any discussion of how how the United States brought this on itself. And now it's, you know, here we are 20-something years afterward and it's kind of like accepted fact that I mean, there's a movie called Charlie Wilson's War. You know, there's all this shit that gets into how the U.S. armed the Mujahideen and U.S. involvement in their world led to 9-11, led directly to 9-11. And that's not to say that the civilians who died deserved it. It is to say that the government, the United States government, embarked on foreign policy that was reckless And then didn't take the steps to protect its citizens from blowback.
1: Yeah, and the attacks have been, uh, you know, they're brutal. I think that a lot of people in Hamas would acknowledge their brutality. Um, And I've seen reports of Israeli civilians who, uh, by all accounts, did not support the worst excesses or even any of the excesses of, of, of the Israeli state, like they got killed too. And it's a very, very sad situation. But that does not mean that you can't put it in its proper historical context. And say, for example, look at Algeria and the National Liberation Movement in Algeria, the, the FLN, they resorted to these tactics too because the French were bombing their fucking villages and their cities. And this is what happens when, you, when you're a, a, a stronger power and you bully and you murder and you massacre and you commit genocidal acts again and again and again, you're going to get hit back. The people who are getting killed are going to show you that you can't guarantee the safety of your own citizens while you are committing heinous acts and that's just how it's been and that is how it's always going to be and just saying that doesn't mean that you're happy people are dead
0: yeah this um this will not be resolved i mean there it there's two ways this is going to be resolved right either we're all going to bear witness to a genocide in Gaza and we are going to watch our government support it. You're already seeing uh, news reports about how the State Department has instructed its diplomats not to urge uh, the Israeli military to de-escalate. And, uh, you know, as a Jewish person, uh, that's horrifying that um there is a far right government who is launching a genocide in the name of my religion <laughs> um and it is an extreme it would be an extremely dark chapter for the world and especially it should be for people who today are saying I stand with Israel I support Israel as it places Gaza under a siege and uh bombs it to smithereens so um it has to be acknowledged how we got here that a and at least let's you know we can go back as far as you want but at least in the near term almost 20 years of military occupation and strict restriction of people's movements to turn Gaza into an open-air prison that is an unsustainable policy and until that is reckoned with there will be no solution there'll just be more bloodshed
1: yeah the 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 main thing about the current context is that Gaza has been a ghetto it's been a concentration camp uh for 17 years now so and half the population is by the way is
0: children so they've known nothing else yeah don't don't cower i know that there's an enormous pressure out there to renounce the cause for palestinian liberation um if you believe in it now you have to uh speak out about it more now more than ever um uh yeah
1: there's been a lot of discourse uh over the past few years and obviously it's been largely disingenuous over speech and you know who says what when and how courageous are they you know and i'm not trying to be narcissistic or say that posting is the only thing that matters or whatever or any of that shit i'm just saying you know it's real motherfucking dig deep hours right now because yeah. it is dark out there.
0: Don't let the smear merchants get to you. There is a genocide about to happen and it is incumbent upon everyone to speak out against it.
1: And and to go in the other direction, you know, to, to somewhat row back from my, you know, dismissive comments about posting is we've seen what they're doing to the Harvard students who are correctly condemning the uh, the occupation and the apartheid system for being the genesis of this conflict of this war so it's not just posting is it i mean it's it's a little more so don't let them scare you we're here dms are open there's nothing they can do to us because we're already
0: unemployable uh so give us a shout out (laughs) All right. Uh, we we didn't intend to talk about any of this. We were just putting yeah. out a show to uh, talk to you all. We've been missing the last few weeks. Y'all are probably wondering where we've been. And we are back, but we want to talk about the future of the show.
1: Yeah, so... When we started Sentinel Radio, we set out to be a podcast of record. Sam said it at the top of the show, newscast of record for the left. And in so doing, we put out newscasts and shows every weekday for years, five days a week. Uh, somewhat grueling. I know the, the podcasting lifestyle seems glamorous at times, but it's a lot of work.
0: When when we started this, we were young men with vigor now we are older men, one with family obligations, the other newly married, probably about to embark on those similar obligations. Ooh. Things just change. Yes.
1: And as things have changed, uh, so too has the daily new ca- newscast uh, gone the way of Yesteryear, we no longer do the daily newscast. That makes it hard for our weekly episode to keep up the podcast of record energy. So we need to switch things up.
0: Yeah. And also, I don't want to give ourselves too much credit, but when we started this, nobody was really out there doing what we were doing. You didn't have streamers who were like commenting on the news all the time, da da da. Now a lot of people are doing uh, what we started doing. And a lot of um, big outlets that have a lot more resources than we have and can hire people to devote all their time to this. uh, What I'm saying is you can get what we were doing elsewhere now. We're not as valuable as we were in this used to be putting out a daily format. And that's good. I mean, it's good that you, you do have access now to to left wing news that is uh, pretty ubiquitous if you know where to look. That's right. I, I do think we were a step above most
1: streamers as we were uh, you know writing stories and uh, and fact checking. Not not to denigrate on all streamers. I just you know I I'm part of the anti streamerish action is uh is how well i just really we're, we're, we're streamers
0: it. we're streamers around in 2014 i don't even remember
1: i don't know i mean maybe like in a very um what's it called a very primitive sort of form of it because people were starting to do google hangouts and i think you could you were um gamers were streaming their games mm. was well, that was like the first right. thing right the gamers yeah. really uh pioneered streaming which is probably have why it's as bad as it is generally and i don't i don't want to i don't want to generalize too much because i personally don't watch streams and i think and some you of,
0: are a gamer so and i
1: am a gamer um but yeah it's uh anyway so the streamers were not around in 2014 the daily news shows were few and far between in 2017 and uh so yeah we were we were at the forefront what can yeah. we say anyway anyway so <sighs> this is not the end of Sentinel Radio okay it's it's the start of a new chapter and We will still be putting out shows. We just won't be releasing new shows every week. We do think this will be a lot better, like a monthly magazine-style format with longer interviews, deeper dives, uh, still a little newsy or news-adjacent, thinking about historical events that are still relevant or maybe something that happened a few months ago but is still relevant. I don't know, but I can tell you this is that we're no longer going to be chasing the news cycle, especially not the twenty-four hour news cycle, which I'm not even sure that exists anymore. I feel
0: like the news cycle is like eight hours now, if that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that I, I'm I'm kind of excited about this new format because I think one of the major downsides to what we have been doing is Our shows age very quickly because the news shifts so fast. And if we are responding to the news of the day or the news of the week, that news has already changed in a week. Uh, There's been developments and updates to where it's not worth much to listen to our show. So I'm excited to create shows that uh, can last a bit longer, that people can listen to months, years down the road. We totally understand though, if this announcement discourages you from continuing your subscription. Um, I mean, we are extremely grateful for those who uh, have helped us uh, pay the bills, (laughs) Uh, especially at times when we were uh, extremely financially strapped. (laughs) Um, It it was very clutch of a a lot of you who have kept your subscription. Um, And we hope that as many of you stay on board as possible, because like I said, I think we're still going to be putting out useful content, if not even better content. And we're still doing a service here. Damn it. We're still doing a service. Um So we do hope you stick around. Uh, when SK and I started the Sentinel now, almost a decade ago, uh, there was a feeling that we had created some. I'm not sure if you felt this way, Sam, but I certainly did. That we were creating something that we're gonna, we're, fuck, we're gonna have to keep this going for the rest of our life now. <laughs> yep. um, that's, that's yeah, that's the
1: trouble with the record. The record never closes. You you start the newscast of record, and you're like, oh damn, I'm gonna be on my deathbed talking about yeah. how Joe Manchin is like,
0: you know, caused my death. There will always be scores to settle too, <laughs> and. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, almost a decade later, I still feel that sense of obligation. Uh, the Sentinel will never die. I mean, you know, one day it will, or, or maybe it'll be passed on. I don't know. Until then, it's just going to get a little older and need to rest more often and deal with life obligations occasionally. I will be a little more philosophical about it and
1: say that one day the sentinel will die, and that the entire Earth will uh, yeah. probably stop ceasing to uh, sustain life. Sure. Uh, or yeah, that's, itself. That's might... assuming.
0: That's assuming the sentinel doesn't go intergalactic, though. Oh, okay. Intergalactic, intergalactic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: whatever, uh, whatever the future holds for us on uh, whichever galaxy currently the sentinel and the the two the two people who run it well we can't put away the fried chicken like we used
0: to i'll I'll just say that much (laughs) be on the lookout for the revamped district sentinel we'll have a new episode out in two weeks and from there we'll put out an episode each month with the occasional bonus drop in between in the meantime, you can follow SK and I on social media. We're still on the hell site. We're still beefing with uh, Glenn Greenwald. We're still <laughs> scorching Do Something Twitter. Um, we're also on Blue Sky where you can uh, follow I, I us am there. SK1
1: on Blue Sky. I have a three-letter, uh, three-character username. So ground floor, baby.
0: And you can also catch me on Means Morning News. Sam Knight is a shadow producer on the show, so uh, his his finger his fingerprints are all over it as well. And that is that daily news content that maybe you think you were missing by us not being weekly or daily, it's still there. You just and it's a free podcast. Like we put it out for free. So it pretty much serves what we are doing. So we're already kinda of doing what we we're doing, but now we're also doing this. That's true. Anyways, uh, for now, we're still here in DC, so you don't have to be.